The two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. Mark Twain. Hello, stylish leaders. Matthew Simmons here. We're going to talk about your purpose. Why are you here? What is the reason that you're here? This is going to be a very deep episode. Let's just go ahead and dive right on in. My prayer is that you're challenged by this and that you just dive all in on what I'm talking about because this is very important. Everyone wants to know what we're talking about. We want to know what we're doing, what we're saying, what we're feeling, what we're, our purpose on life, in life, for life, is for. Why are we on this blue marble called Earth? We've heard it all. Why are we saying things? Why are we doing things? Why are we doing all that? Everyone, we're writing books on it. We're going to self-help classes for it. We're self-medicating ourselves for it. You know, we're doing all these things to try and figure out what it is that our purpose is. Scripture is very clear about what we're here for. We're here for the purpose of glorifying God. That's our purpose. Your purpose is to glorify God. So, Isaiah 43.7 says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Uh, Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Let's scroll down here. I'm going to read Ephesians 2.10. Uh, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then Isaiah 43 21, the people whom I formed for myself that they might declare my praise. So we're declaring the praise of God. We're glorifying God. We're, we are created for His glory. That's what we are here on earth to do. And so we're here to glorify God. That's our purpose. And then we say, okay, well, okay, great, Matthew, that's great. That's nice and cute and all. Thanks for the Bible lesson. Okay, so but what, what am I supposed to do in life? What, why, what is my purpose in life? What is my calling? What am I to do? And my answer to that question is straightforward. Not as, it's not as simple, but it's straightforward. The problem you see is the purpose you have. What you see, that's what you're supposed to do, particularly if you're the only one that sees the problem. Well, no one else seems to see this as a problem. That's because you're the one that's supposed to solve the problem. So many people go through life and they're trying to find out what it is that they're trying or what they're trying to do in life, what they're to accomplish in life, why am I on this earth? What am I doing? What is my passion? What is my purpose? What is my reason for being? To glorify God, for one. That's going to get you to under if you can understand that, you're going to start under you're going to start really understanding how life works as it relates to your desires. Because a lot of people try and go through life and they they want their purpose to be a relationship. They want their purpose to be uh fame or wealth or all of that and none of those scriptures say that it's for that it's for his glory that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to have those things but god didn't create you for the purpose of being married he created you for the purpose of being holy just like he didn't create you to be rich and wealthy he created you to be holy so god doesn't care not nearly as much about your relationships as as you think he does the reason i hit on this one is because so many people will say oh i'll find fulfillment once i get married but that has nothing to do with your happiness or your holiness. God doesn't care not nearly as much about that as He cares about your holiness. And your purpose is to glorify Him. If He created us for marriage, then He would have created Adam and Eve at the same time. He didn't do that. 
Go back in Genesis and look at how he created. He created Adam, and then Adam had a purpose in glorifying God. Then when he was doing that, God said, he needs a helpmate. He didn't say, oh, before he glorifies me, I need to give him someone that will help him do that. You can't do one before the other. Okay, you, you, can't, you can't do one before the other. You can't get married and then glorify God. You've got to glorify God right now in this season you're in, if you're listening to this and you're single. But I'll apply this now to finances, or I'll apply this now to status or to wealth. It's not, I'm created so I can be wealthy, or I can be rich, or I can be influential, or I can be successful. Because that's very fleeting if you look at it from a worldly standpoint or from a secular standpoint or from a greedy standpoint or a insecure standpoint, my purpose is this. No, your purpose is to glorify God in this. And when you're glorifying God through everything you're doing, you're serving, you're stewarding. We've been talking about this in the past few episodes and I've been, I'm really hitting this home because this is very important. You can't do anything without having this mindset and truly feel feeling fulfillment. Uh, You just can't do that. You have to feel the fulfillment of knowing that you're bringing glory to some, to a being that's bigger than you, who is God. Um, That's the belief of this podcast. That's the belief of me. But you can't go through life and not feel fulfillment if you're doing that. You you can't not feel fulfillment. You're going to feel fulfillment. And you're going to, because you're going to be walking in your purpose. And when you walk in your purpose and you're serving others, you're going to be successful because when you put the needs of others as being very important, I almost said before yours, but you need to take care of yourself. A lot of people will take care of the needs of those around them and never take care of themselves, and that's not good. You got to take care of yourself. But if you put the needs of others as a, as a priority, including your own, you're going to have success by default. And you're going to have wealth by default. And you're going, to, you're going to have your heart's desires pretty much by default because you're caring for other people. Zig Ziglar said, if you help people get what they want, they'll help you get what you want. Now, entrepreneurs love to quote that. Entrepreneurs love to live by that. Leaders love to live by that. But it's really true. If you help people succeed, get them to a place where they can succeed, you cheer them on, you're, you're there for them. If you help them succeed, by default, by nature, you're going to succeed as well because it's a law of sowing and reaping. You're giving, you know, you reap what you sow. So I want you to understand that because the purpose that you have, people, they're, they're just, they're spinning like a dog, chasing their tail, trying to find out why am I here on this earth? And there are people trying to find themselves and they're, all oh, I have to spend time finding myself. And there's all these, you know, just existential type, all these buzzwords that we use. Oh, I'm just being very esoteric or existential or humanitarian. Or they're just throwing out words. They don't even know what they mean. But they're just throwing out these words. And I just got to find myself. So I just got to travel like Europe and, and like live in a tent in Australia and for a year and just find myself. No, you don't need to do that. Don't, don't miss the forest for the trees. The problem you see in front of you is the purpose that you have. That's what you have. That's the problem you're supposed to solve. A friend of mine said, you know, a buddy of mine said, hey, you know, if you're the only one that sees it, that means that you're the one that's supposed to solve that problem.
I'll never forget when Ryan said that. I was like, man, that is so profound. Because that's true. If you see the problem, then that means you're the one that's supposed to solve the problem. And no one else is supposed to solve the problem but you. And a lot of people miss that. They, they say, well, no one sees my vision or no one, no one sees the same problem as I see it. Why is no one as passionate about it as I am? That's because no one's supposed to be as passionate about it as you are. Big difference. So you have to understand that there's your reasoning. You're the one that's supposed to solve the problem. So there's your purpose. A lot of times it's going to be staring you right in the face and you're not even going to see it because you're trying to find this philosophical answer for, well, you're put here to, to, or you're just looking for an answer that doesn't exist. And you're constantly, you don't want to know the answer because if you find out the answer, then now you're tasked with the responsibility of fulfilling the answer. A lot of people ask a question to an, and to an answer. They seek an answer they don't want to find. Because if they find an answer, then they're now forced and they're now responsible to do something with it. So a lot of people, they don't even want an answer to the question. Um, and my question to you is, is, what will you do with the answer if I give it to you? I think God is that way. Like if I, I have the answer for you, but what will you do if I give it to you? Like, will you actually do something with it or are you just going to waste it? I think a lot of people use that as an excuse to not do anything. Like, well, I'm just trying to find the answer to my purpose in life. And a lot of people really are seeking it. They really are. But I think some people are just, they just, they like to keep asking the question. But they're not really seeking an answer. Uh, but a lot of young people are really seeking this question because they don't want to make the wrong decision. But to help you out, the problem that's right in front of you that you see, this, the strongest pull and desire, desire of the problem you want to solve, if you see it right in front of you, there's your answer to that question. I mean, it's right there. There's your answer. So you need to solve that problem, the one that you see right in front of you. Now, the vehicle that you solve it might differ uh, from what you think it will be, or it might change throughout time. But somewhere, somewhere along the line, um, it's going to be a certain, it's, that's, that's going to be your certain problem that you're called to solve, that you're going to see happen. And if you look in world history and you see people, or maybe you can even see it in your own personal history, your own life, your own circle of influence or sphere of influence, people are seeing a problem and they're addressing it. And they may address it in multiple ways. They may address it through multiple mediums or they might have one purpose like a Martin Luther King or a George Washington or a whoever. And there's your problem. They have a certain role in history and they fix it or whatever it is. It, but they had a, they saw it, they saw an injustice or they saw a problem and they fixed it. They saw it's that Thomas Edison effect. Like they saw it, they saw a solution and they kept going for it until they hit it. That's what you got to have. And it might not reach headlines. It might not make you world famous, but it's your problem to solve. It's your solution that you need to steward. So there's a, a very quick answer and there's no quick answer. I guess that's really complete, but I want you to understand your purpose is staring you right in the face and you're not even noticing it, more than likely. So I just want you to open up your eyes and say, the purpose, you know, the problem I see is the purpose that I have. Here's my, here's, here's the call to action that I have. Because God doesn't want it to be a mystery to you. He wants it to be in plain sight so you can see it. You just have to have the eyes to see it. And ask God to show it to you. Because maybe you're just like, man, you know, there's several things. You know, maybe there's, you know, several things that you need to do, but it's never going to be just you doing it. You have to 
leverage your time. We've talked about this in the past, but building the team with, with having mentors, with having people that can surround you and support you. You need to have people that will help you do it. Don't do it arrogantly, but you need to have your vision needs to align with, hey, you know what, this is the problem I see and I need to fix this problem. And then the right people will come alongside you and help you. And the more you pray specifically about it, pray specific prayers, the more you'll see it come to pass. So that's the episode here for this, um, for today, or here's the episode for you. Hope you enjoy it. Be challenged by it. Be encouraged by it. Share this content with everybody. You know where to find it. Stylish Leadership. Just look it up on Instagram, YouTube, and Google it, and you'll find it on Spotify, Google. You'll find it on Stitcher. You'll find it on Anchor, several others. So share this content with everybody that you know, everybody that you know that needs it. How do I know that they need it? They're breathing. They need it. Share it to them. Thank you for listening. Peace and God bless. Catch you next time.